Welcome to Souls Harbor's weekly podcast. We believe that God has called us to lead people into a relationship with Jesus Christ, help them grow to be like Jesus, and involve them in reaching lost people. Listen now to this week's message. Welcome, Souls Harbor. Glad to have you guys with us today. If you're out there, give me a thumbs up. There's Scott. Okay, we got some real people now. That's awesome. Matt's on. Good to see you guys. Hey, welcome. Welcome to being COVID. Uh, stay at home, shelter in place free. The order has been rescinded. Uh, we're all pretty excited about that. I am. I was so excited. I was ready to go out and find some dinner, go do something on Friday. And then I realized there really isn't a whole lot you can do yet, even though we're at least free to go house to house. So, hey, it's good to see Stacy. I see Robert's out there. Cheryl just jumped on. Hi, Kayla. Good to have you guys with us today, and Jill, and who else have we got out here? I see Dee Dee, and Robert, and Debbie, and Joe's on, and you guys are all popping in really well now. Hey, go ahead and jump in here. If you notice the sails behind me, those of you that have been to Souls Harbor, you recognize that we're broadcasting from the church this morning. We thought we would do this in celebration of being stay-at-home free. Uh, it's actually right now just me and Ruthie, and I'm requiring her to stay six feet away from me at all times. Uh, so we're still really, really safe. She's going to give me a frown here in just a minute. Um, we're going to get started here in a minute. You guys keep checking in. Let us know you're out there. Hi, Janet. Good to see you this morning. Jenny's on with us. Uh, we got Stacy and Shelly, and people are still checking in, so we're excited for that. Hey, go ahead and keep coming on in, guys. Listen, this uh, morning, as people continue to check in, uh, make sure you like, make sure you share, make sure you let people know. Remember, we're doing this from the front porch, from our Facebook page, so it's actually available to send out to all of your friends, all of your neighbors, anybody that's a friend on Facebook, uh, so you, you, you please, please do that. Please let people hear the message and know uh, what's going on here at Souls Harbor and through this church and uh, here, more, more importantly, on the west side of Indianapolis and Jesus Christ and what he's doing. So share, like, do all of those things. We'd very much appreciate it. Hey, listen, if you've got a prayer request this morning, uh, we would love to have you share that as well. And you'll find a link on the Facebook page this morning where you can click on that. It'll take you to a form, fill it out. It'll get sent in. And here at the end of service, we're going to pray for any needs that come in. I've already actually got a couple of needs and uh, we're going to be praying for them at the end of service as well. The other thing we started doing a week or so ago is we're going to go ahead and jump right on into the message this morning and then we're going to take care of announcements and prayer and those type of things uh, later on at the end of service. Now I'm just being told here that we got no sound and that's telling me it's probably a video feed thing so uh, yeah, I see Stacy just said I can't hear anything. So we're having issues this morning. Our initial feed didn't work. So let me um, let me give it a minute here and see if we get some sound back. If not, we're going to have to finish and I will come right back. You guys can check back in. We're going to do it from a different source. Can you hear me now? All right. I see Katie says she can hear. Scott can hear. Taylor can hear. Uh, Dennis is here. Brenda said good morning. Let's see. I see Sandy's watching. Uh, Stacy, you got anything? Debbie's hearing. So Stacy, let's try it. Why don't you try to jump off and jump back on? Maybe it's on your end. Uh, and Jan's got the same issue, no sound. Hey guys, try to jump off and jump back on. Um, you, you know, I, I try to preach my best, but I'm not sure I can do this without sound. That might be kind of a challenge. So if a couple of you that maybe aren't hearing, jump off and jump back on and let's see what happens. And uh, if you're not, let us know and Ruthie will feed me uh, some information here in a few minutes. And uh, if we have to jump off and back on with a cell phone or something, we can do that as well. 
Uh, so it uh, looks like most people can hear. Hey, uh, this is the fun of Facebook Live and going live with a service, all right? You just kind of have to roll with it, right? Uh, and that's what I'm trying to do this morning. Hi, Carrie. Good to see you uh, with us this morning. Hey, listen, we're going to jump into the Word, and if I have to jump off and back on, I'll find a good pause place, and we'll do that for those that can't hear Uh, but I'm hoping that if you reset, you'll be good. So do this with me this morning. Go to the book of Matthew, chapter 28, and I want to jump in this morning into uh, the message uh, with with you all. If you're a guest this morning as you're turning to Matthew 28, welcome. I want to say we're glad to have you on our feed with us today. Uh, We've got a message not only for the church, but a message for everybody, a message for the world uh, that I want to share this morning. And the title of the message is this, uh, Some Things Never Change. And we're going we're gonna to spend a little bit of time today on God's Word. So let's do this. Let's pray. And then we're going to look at Matthew 28 together just briefly. And uh, then I, I, I want to continue on with the things that God has dropped in my heart today. So let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much. Uh, even in the middle of glitches and technical problems and Facebook Live and all the craziness going on right now in the world, you're still God. And we still put our rest and our hope and our peace in you. And I pray this morning, through it all, uh, God, your presence, your Holy Spirit would speak the words that need to be preached, shared, taught. And God, that you would move on our, our lives, our hearts, our motivations, all of those things this morning, that we would, would be a people that make a difference for you. Lord, we love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, let me just read for you this morning, Matthew 28, and uh, I'm going to start with, I'm actually going to start with verse 18, and I'm going to read down through verse 20. Uh, This is Jesus' last words, uh, recorded words in Matthew to his disciples just before he ascended, after he had died on the cross, after he had rose from the dead. And this is what he said, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So I want to take off on that this morning. Hey, let me ask you a question. And I think this is true for just about everybody I've ever met. If you were given a choice of living a life that mattered, or living a life that didn't matter, which would you choose? Now, you're probably thinking, and you ought to be thinking, well, that's a pretty easy answer. I would always choose the life that matters. And, you know, I think anybody that's uh, healthy, spiritually healthy, emotionally healthy, psychologically, anybody that's not a psychopath, a social, so, sociopath, a narcissist, some, something really unhealthy is probably going to say, you know what, I would really rather live a life that matters. And, and the thing about it is, I, I can't imagine there's anything more sad than coming to the end of my life and realizing that when I'm gone, people look around and say something like, um, eh, doesn't change anything. No big deal. How sad would that be? I mean, think about that. Do you really want at the end of your life, your kids come together, they have a funeral, they go through the the motions, and maybe they don't even do that, and and they look back and say, you know what, my life tomorrow without without them in it is going to be exactly the same as my life yesterday with them in it. It just has, there, there is no pact. I, I think it's a human characteristic of anybody that's healthy that we want to live a life that matters. And it doesn't matter whether we're talking about a parent, we're talking about a coach, we're talking about a big brother, you know, the big brother program. It doesn't matter whether we're talking about a, cat, a, a pastor or a community leader. I think we all want to live lives that make a difference. I mean, that just seems to be make, to, to make sense. And if you're out there this morning, uh, if you're out there this morning, give me a thumbs up. Let me know that that's the case. 
case. And I'm seeing we still may have a few people that aren't getting the feed. If you're not, uh, you might you might have to wait till we post it, and hopefully when we post it, then you'll be able to live. And I'm sorry, or then you'll be able to hear it. I'm sorry about that. I, I hope that uh, is the case. Um, this is the frustrating part of Facebook Live. So if you have to, if, if you want to stay on, we'd love to have you stay on just to comment and be a part. Um, but try to check back later, and maybe you can hear the feed. I think that's probably what will happen. I don't know what's going on beyond that. Most people, most people, and I see all kinds of thumbs up. Yeah, we, we, it just makes sense. I, I really want to live a life that matters and it doesn't matter what that capacity is. And so, so let me point out something that we, we all kind of implicitly know, but maybe I've never thought about. Every one of those people that I just, um, I, I just mentioned, coaches and parents and teachers and pastors and community leaders and big brothers, they all are in, involved and all require another person to be involved. Now think about this with me this morning. Um, it, you can't make a difference as a parent if you don't have a kid, a child, right? You can't make a difference as a coach if you don't have an athlete. You can't make a difference as a big brother if you don't have a brother. You can't make a difference as a pastor if you don't have congregation. You can't make a difference as a community leader if you don't have a community. And, 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 and it's kind of implicit and it's kind of known, and I, I know it's a little bit stating the obvious, but I think sometimes we miss this, and I, I'm going somewhere with it. In, in order to live a life that matters, a life that makes a difference, we have got to be able to touch, connect, relate to human beings, to people. Right. And, and, and I think right now in the middle of COVID uh, and coming, you know, hopefully we're seeing COVID begin to to wane and to change. Um, that's more true than ever before. Now, the way we touch is having to change, obviously, but we still have to touch people if we want to live lives that make a, di a, a difference. Now, here's the other thing. I, I think about those people in my life that have impacted me, that have made a difference, that have ha have lived lives that matter to me, be it pastors, parents. Uh, coaches over the years, and, and I think about how they did that. And, and, and listen, every single one of them, they, they did it, and I didn't realize it at the time many, many, in many instances, but they did it by serving and by sacrificing. And I don't think you can touch somebody, care for somebody, love somebody, make a difference in somebody's life unless you're willing to sacrifice and to serve. Those things just absolutely to get, go together. And, and here's the crazy thing. Here's the irony of it, okay? Lives that matter are lives that that are typically a whole lot happier and full of a lot more joy. I, I, I think sometimes we think if, I, if, if people would just leave me alone and let me do what I want to do and, and, and spend my time on me, then I would be happy. But, you know, I, there's a lot, of, a lot of research out there that says that's not the case. In fact, I've heard these message, I've heard this message preached a few times. Pastor Duke preached it many years ago, and it's this. If you want joy in your life, it comes down to this anagram, and it's J-O-Y. It's Jesus first, others second, and yourself third. And there's truth in that this morning, that if we want to live lives that matter, we want to live lives, then we've got to live lives that touch people. And in order to touch people, we've got to care for them, love them, and that means sacrifice and service. You all understand what, I, what, what, I'm, what I'm saying this morning? If, if you're out there and you're believing this, throw up a heart. I'd like to see that I'd like to know that, that you're feeling this this morning, that, that, that we really want to, when it comes to the end of our lives, as, as individuals and as a church, when we come to the end, uh, whatever that end looks like, that we want to be able to have people look back and say, you know what, my life is going to be different because they were in it. And different, and, and, and now it's going to be a sad way, but, but my life is different because of the impact they had on me. And, and, and I want us to be a people, we've got to be a people 
people that makes a difference, a people that live lives that matter. Now, now, now listen, for the Christian community, and, and everything I just said there, I, I really believe it matters whether you're a Christian or not a Christian. I, I think people that aren't Christians themselves want to live lives that matter, and the way they go about it is, is, is the same thing. You've got to touch somebody, care for somebody, serve and sacrifice. But here's the thing, for the Christian community, for the, the, the follower of Christ, it's the, now get this, it's the, it's got, it should be, it's got to be, it must be, it ought to be the heartbeat the ethos, if you let me use a big word, the ethos, the heartbeat of our very existence, our very being. And think about this with me. How could it not be? Because the one that we say that we follow, Jesus Christ, isn't that exactly what he did? He, he sacrificed He sacrificed his place in heaven. He sacrificed his life on a cross. He came to this earth. He chose to serve people and, and put them first. I, I mean, the very heartbeat of who we are as followers of Christ says our heartbeat has got to be that of people that want to live lives that matter, that, that serve and sacrifice. That's got to be the very ethos of who we are. Now listen this morning, um, it, it's true pre-COVID, everything I've just shared is also true post-COVID. And I don't know that post-COVID means COVID goes away, but when I say post-COVID, I mean it's just the world after this virus has broken out. It, what, everything I've shared it was true pre-COVID, and it's absolutely true post-COVID. Um, Mattering, is, it, it, it means making a difference. And we've got to care and we've got to touch and we've got to help and we've got to serve and we've got to sacrifice. I, I want to go back one more time to Matthew 28 that I just read. And let me just kind of tie this all together this morning. I, I really believe God said this is the week to preach this message, to share this with, with Souls Harbor, to share with this with, with your friends that might be checking in and, and listening and, and hearing this feed. Somebody, maybe all of us need to be reminded of this and hear this this morning. Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And then he said this, go therefore and make disciples. Now listen to me, this has been kind of my north star. It's been my guiding light since I was uh, a first, first became a Christian. It's been my guiding light, my north star since I became a pastor. It, it's been the heartbeat of everything that I've preached and taught and said and, and, and everything we've done here as a people. Um, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. You, you know, you could take that passage and we could sum it up with three words because sometimes the wordier phrase we just miss and it comes down to this, reach them, teach them, and train them. Now we say it here differently, a little bit differently in our, our mission statement. We say, uh, we say reach them, grow them, empower them, but really that's what it comes down to is reach, teach, and train. We, we, we ha if we're going to make a difference as Christians, the best way we can do it is we've got to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ, the truth that there is a God that loves them, the truth that Jesus was, was the Son of God and he died on a cross for their sins. We've got to reach them with that reality. We, we say it as a part of our mission statement. It's, it's posted on our wall in our building, which we can't even really go right now, but, but it says we are our purpose, our reason for existence is to effectively reach lost people and then 
disciple them or grow them or teach them. Teach them everything that Jesus has taught us and Jesus commanded in the word of God. It comes down to reach, treat, reach, teach, and then we train them. We train them. We train them to go out and effectively witness. We train them to go out and love other people. We train them to, to go out and tell others about the experience they've had with Jesus. We train them. We train them. We train them to go out into this world and themselves begin to reach other people. That's been, that, that's been my North Star. That's been the, the, the heartbeat of Souls Harbor before I came, and certainly since I came, it's continued on. Reach, grow, empower. Reach, teach, train. And it hasn't changed. But hear me this morning, the world has changed. The world has absolutely changed around us in these last few weeks. Now, I'm going to tell you, this isn't the first time that the world's changed in such a short time. And I think, I think in the last two or three weeks, I've just begun to, on a deeper level, become aware of how much different the world is now than it was back the first of March. You know, the best analogy I can give to where we are now and where I see us going, where I believe God is telling me we're going, is 9-11. Those of you that are old enough remember the world pre-9-11-2001 when those planes flew into the Twin Towers. It changed the world. And, and you know, at the time, at the time, I don't even think any of us were fully aware of to what degree it was going to change and what level it was going to change our world. I mean, we all obviously pretty quickly knew uh, there was change because all of a sudden America was at war again for the first time in decades uh, all of a sudden, we just going through the airport, you know, you got to take your shoes off and just um, external things like that and nuisance things like taking your shoes off and, and, and war being a big thing. But, you know, it changed us in other ways as well, because all of a sudden America, who always thought they had been secure, realized we're not secure. We who always thought everybody, and, and, and I know this is a way generalization and way overstatement, but I, I got to say, I think most Americans who, especially those that had never been out of America, um, man, we just thought the world more or less loved us. Why not? We're, we're, we're America, right? And, and all of a sudden it changed because we lost our security. We lost our safety. We lost that realization or that feeling that, that we are, are, are loved. And 9-11 changed everything. COVID and where we are right now has changed everything. And this week as I begin to think through uh, intensely, and I've been thinking about it for some time, but begin to think, uh, think through and pray through a lot of prayer this, this week. Um, what does reopening and what does the future look like for the church I pastor, for Souls Harbor? Uh, and begin to look through the governor's stages, it began to hit me on a deeper level than it ever has before, how much the world's changed. And I believe God is, and I'm hesitant to always throw this, you know, God's told me, but I really think God is, is dropping in, inside my heart that, uh, listen, folks, just like after 9-11, we're not, we're not going back. Things will always, from this point on, be different. And, and, and the depth of that change and the power of it comes out when you start to talk with people that are 20, 21, 22, and younger and realize they have no memory whatsoever of a pre-9-11 world. 
They don't remember what it felt like to live in America pre-9-11. That's all they've ever known and realize that we're that far away from 9-11 and we've still not gone back. And the reality is we're never going back. And, and here we are at COVID. So I started working through the process of reopening church and being the church again and how does this look like moving forward and, and, and begin to think through safety and, and the standards and, and the social distancing and realizing, you know, they're, they're saying even in July, July 4th, when we, when we uh, open everything up in America, they're still saying there needs to be social distancing, right? I mean, that's impactful. And, and then I begin to think, you know, they're saying, it's being said that the very earliest we could find a vaccine is going to be the end of 2021. That's 18 months away. And even then, it may be further. We may be into 2022. And I'm going to be honest with you, um, I'm not a biologist. I'm not a medical doctor. I don't have those areas of expertise, but I do read those that do. And the coronavirus, the COVID-19 is a coronavirus. You know what else is a coronavirus? The common cold is a coronavirus. Now, now, I know that we are dumping huge amounts of money and manpower and, and, and knowledge and intelligence into finding a, a cure uh, for, for this. And I'm, I'm very prayerful and hopeful that we will. But I will say this, that we've still not got a cure for the common cold. And it's possible that will never happen. And we begin to realize what we're in here. It's, it's not like July 4th, everything goes back to the way it, ought, it used to be. I don't think we ever go back to the way it used to be because even if there is an inoculation, even if there's a vaccine, we come to realize that, you know, the next virus that comes out of of some portion part of the world that impacts the entire world because this world is so small right now, are are, are you hearing me on this? It's right around the corner and we're going to have to live with that knowledge for the rest of our, our, our lives. This is the new world that we absolutely live in. Having service the way we've had it in the past is going to be impractical, ineffective, and there has to be a place of change. Um, I said earlier that it's impossible to make a difference without sacrifice and service. Now, when I say that, I don't mean that you have to risk your life in order to serve people and sacrifice for them. That's not the sacrifice I'm talking about. And we've got some of you out there this morning that have already shared with me, and and honestly, I'm relieved to hear you say this, that when we do reopen Souls Harbor services, you won't be coming back for a little while because your health condition or your age or maybe the people that you interact with on a regular basis are in a place where if you catch this, it will likely either be fatal for you or those you love. So that's a reality that as a pastor we've, and as a church, we've got to realize and embrace. So I'm not asking you when I say sacrifice and serve to throw caution to the wind. That's not what I'm talking about. What I am talking about this morning is helping you to realize that going forward as a church, what service, what worship, what, what the worship experience is going to look like may have to be, inevitably will have to be different than what it was pre-COVID. And here's what I know. Um, can I just tell you that there's times I'm pretty nostalgic about pre-9-11 days. I miss them. I grew up in them. They, they, they were, they, they were, that was the, 
That was the atmosphere that my very being was formed in. I missed the world that way. I'm nostalgic for it. I would love to go back for it to, to it. Um, and I know that many of us uh, are going to be that way with pre-COVID days, but here's the thing we have to evaluate. Here's the, the, the way as a pastor I'm trying to look at this. What do we need to do in order to serve those that are vulnerable among us and to best serve those that are children among us and to best serve those that Jesus loves and cares for and to most effectively reach people that themselves either will, will never or, or, or not always be able to come to the house of God. What does that look like going forward? That's the question. It comes back to reach, teach, and, and, and reach, teach, and, and uh, train them. What does that look like? And, and here's what I'm, I'm trying to communicate this morning, and I hope this is coming across, church different is church changed, and church changed is always hard, and change is always challenging, and in order for me to embrace change with the right heartbeat and a right attitude, I've got to understand why and where it's coming from, and then I've got to do this. This is, this is the key point. Then I've got to say, God, it's not about me. It's about them, and we're back to sacrificing, and we're back to serving. And I know going forward, that's what this is going to look like. It's going to have to be different than it's ever been before. We found some value. I, I, I've seen some value that I, at first I just didn't know. Some value in even, even doing church online. Just yesterday I received a text from somebody saying, Pastor Barry, thank you for teaching on Wednesday nights on Facebook Live. And I've got some family members that don't come to church that have been listening in on a regular basis. And I've noticed um, that, that we, I mean, I, I've known for a long time, any given Sunday, 20% of our congregation won't be here. And there was a time in my life where that would really bother me and frustrate me. But I, I've, I've come to this realization as a pastor that this is no longer the 1980s or the 1950s or, or, or even the 2000s. And our world prior to COVID had changed. And, and people now, um, work is seven days a week, Right. It's 24 hours a day in many cases, and people are struggling with family stuff and, and, and sports and school stuff is scheduled on Sunday and Wednesday as much as it ever was on Monday, Tuesday through Friday in the past. And I understand that many times those are the reasons people aren't here every Sunday. And what I've found is that even those people that might not be here on a Sunday have access to go and watch a sermon that's preached on Facebook, that, that people that normally may not even be willing to darken the doors of a church will tune into a Facebook Live sermon and hear a preacher share his heart and talk with, with some passion about how good God is. And, and we're beginning to realize that, that there's an avenue here for us to reach people because remember, that's where it starts is reaching, effectively reaching people through Facebook Live and through other avenues that we've never tried in the past. There has actually been some good things that have come out of this. I, I think one of the good things that's come out of this is we've, and, and we've known it intellectually, I've, I've known it here and I've been preaching it for a long time, that it, it's not the building that makes us a church or a family. It's our relationship with Jesus and our relationship with each other. And being forced to not be attached to a building, I think, has driven that to a deeper place than any sermon could have ever done that. There's been some good things that have come out of this. I think we've come to realize that physically being in a room together isn't required in order for us to still love one another and still care for one another. 
I, I, I think there's some, been some, some good things that have absolutely come out of this COVID-19 thing this morning. And, and I don't want us to lose those and I don't want us to miss those. And here's the reason why, okay? Please hear me on this. Um, this isn't the first time that the world's changed, okay? F- follow, follow me with this, okay? Follow me with this. Um, I, I talked about 9-11, but let's go back a little further than that, okay? Some of you are of an age that you remember the world pre-1960s, right? I, I, I am 54 years old. I was born in 1966. So in 1970, when we rolled into that new decade, I was only four years old. So I can honestly say to you, I was born in the 60s, but I have no real memory of the, of the 1960s and zero memory of pre-1960. I don't know what it was like to be an American in the 1940s and the 1950s post, or 1950s post-World War II. I, I don't know what the church was like. I don't know what the atmosphere was like. I, I've never had that experience. Just like our younger generation has never experienced pre-9-11, I never experienced pre-1950. You say, Pastor Barry, what's your point? My point is this. Um, the 1960s changed the world changed the culture, changed um, people's willingness to hear the gospel, how they would hear the gospel. But too many times the church didn't change. And what happened was, and this is, this is I believe, so unfortunate. And this is what happens when we get set in, in, in a mindset that says, you know what, we've always done it this way. This is the way I like to do it. This is what makes me happy. And we forget that we're about Jesus first, other second, and ourselves last. What happened was we had churches still in the 1980s trying to be the church and have church like they did in the 1950s. And then they couldn't understand why most people wouldn't come. And they were no longer seeing the law saved. And they were no longer reaching people the way they used to reach them. And I don't want us to be the church in the, in, in the 21st century that follows along that path. You know, the 1990s rolled around and we had another set of changes. It was called social media. And, and, and many times, many ways, churches didn't make that adjustment. They didn't realize that the world has changed and they continued to have churches into the 2000s and the 2010s and, and even to the modern day. And, and, and I've been guilty of that in some ways. And, and, and having it in a way that happened pre-1990 or in the 1990s, and, and it just has has. It has hindered our effectiveness at spreading the gospel. I'm going to tell you, if Jesus was walking the earth today, he would absolutely be on Facebook. He would be doing Facebook live sermons. I have no doubt in my mind of that. He would be sitting down on the side of a mountain somewhere on Facebook live, proclaiming the Sermon on the Mountain to people all over the world. I believe that to be the case. Jesus was always one that would work in whatever means it took to communicate the truth of God to people. That's what he did. Paul even more so, and I don't have time and I'm not going to run you guys through that sermon, but my goodness, Paul even, even more so, we see Paul, the way he preached depended on who he was preaching to let me bring this to a close this morning post-covid the world has changed it's changed matthew 28 didn't it's still our command our commandment our north star our mission it still is reach teach uh, train uh, reach grow empower however you want to say it it's still why we exist Uh, Post-COVID, the world's changed, 
but the need to touch people, care for people, and give people hope hasn't changed. Post-COVID, the world has changed, but the need to reach out and to teach, reach, and it hasn't changed. The need for sacrifice and service, it hasn't changed. As a matter of fact, I hope you're getting this, it's greater than it's ever been before. The world's never going to be the same, but the mission absolutely is the same and will never change. It will never, ever change. How we fulfill the mission, it's going to be different. And different requires, y'all can say it, different requires change. And change always requires sacrifice. Always. And, but, but, but get this last one. Sacrifice will always bring salvation. Do you get that? Sacrifice will always bring salvation. And listen to me. I know you guys. I know you. I know your heart. I've been with you for, for over six years now. And at the end of the day, the most important thing, and I know your heartbeat is here, God help us, use us to reach those that right now don't know you, don't have a relationship with you, are lost. Use us, God, whatever it takes. We will sacrifice because we want to see people saved. I know you and I believe that to be the case. We are going to move forward. We are going to reopen and I want to share this morning uh, before we come back and pray and uh, a, a few announcements here in a few minutes but let me just share some of our very first steps, preliminary steps for our reopen, what it's going to look like, okay? And uh, there will be a lot more late, later. Uh, I'm, I'm, we're putting together like steps two and three and so forth this week and meeting with our leadership. And, and, and I'll be sharing a lot of that in the future. We'll likely be putting out a, a, a feed, a, a live feed, or pro actually probably a recorded feed giving more details and next steps. But let me just share with you this morning our preliminary steps and where we're going and why we're doing it and, uh, and then just know more to come. And, and let me just say this at the beginning because this is recorded and somebody's always liable to come back and say, Pastor Barry, you said, and oh yeah, I've got it right here on my phone because it's all recorded right now, right? So everything I'm gonna share this morning has got to be uh, open to change depending on where uh, where our leadership goes as far as our governor, where the virus goes as far as uh, renewals or second wave. So all of this is up in the air, but this is the plan. And by the grace of God, the, the, the COVID virus, we won't have a big second wave and we can continue to move forward. But here's what we're going to do. Uh, the governor did come out Friday and he said that May uh, I think he said May 8th, which for us would be Sunday, May 10th, churches can once again convene and begin to have service. And I'll be honest with you, I was pretty excited about that. That's Mother's Day. What a great day to come back and have church together corporately once again. And then I realized that he had a, still had a 25 or less um, occupancy uh, limit on that. You can gather, but he's still looking at 25 or less people. And I was still pretty excited about it because I thought, you, you know, um, I know some people aren't going to come back right away. And if we could have uh, 25 people, two services, we could make that work. But then I started doing the math and realized the math doesn't work because I've got to take out me. I've got to take out Ruthie. I need to take out the worship team. It's Mother's Day, so I don't want to ask even worship team members to come without their families. We would need our sound people. We would need some of our tech people here. And all of a sudden, I begin to realize by the time I put together that piece of the worship 
worship experience, uh, we would only probably have space for another, I don't know, 12 or 15 people, and it just become very impractical. So we are not going to reopen on May 10th on Mother's Day for that reason. We are going to do some special things for Mother's Day. We will still be broadcasting Facebook Live on Mother's Day. Ruthie's got some special ideas I'll be sharing here in a moment, but we're not going to open on May 10th. It just doesn't make sense to do that. Our first service where we are going to open is going to be May 24th. That's the next step up, and at that point we can have 100 people or less uh, gather together. Uh, so we are going to have on May 24th, which is actually Memorial Day weekend, we are going to have our first service, but there are going to be changes. It is going to be different, and I, let me just share a few of those, and there will be more to come as time progresses, but it's going to be a shortened format. When you come in, the, the layout of the sanctuary will be different. There will be spaces between seats. Uh, there will be uh, the possibility, you will, you will absolutely be able to uh, social distance. We're going to maintain that. The cove, we are not going to open. Uh, it's just too much of a risk and not something that, that, that seems to, to show wisdom right now. Also, we are not going to have nursery and we are not going to have kids ministry on that day. And I know for those of you that have babies and kids, that will make things a little more challenging for you and how you choose to handle it. Uh, there is no judgment here. Uh, you do what is best for you. If you need to continue to tune in live on the feed, uh, that's fine. We'd love to have you come and bring your kids and be a part of the service. But here's what we've determined, and I, I think you all will get this. Anybody that expects a, a, uh, a baby through three and a half years old, which is our nursery age, anybody that, any baby that's walking, anybody that expects them to social distance and stay six feet apart has never had or been around a child, right? It is not going to happen. And the same thing is true really for any, any kids and even into our teenage group. Uh, as long as the need for social distancing is still there, it, is not, it does not make sense for us to have kids ministry. Now, Ruthie is going to continue to work with the kids. She's going to continue to develop uh, uh, ministry packages and programs and the things that she's been doing. So we're, we're not just bailing out on our kids by any means. They're, they're, they're very, very important to us. Um, but we want to make sure that we keep them safe as well. So we're going to open May 24th. There will be no kids, no nursery, no cove that day. We are also going to begin to um, do a shortened uh, service. We are going to make our initial service and, and maybe services, and I'll share a little bit more about that with you later. Uh, we're going to put them in a one-hour time frame. And we are, we, it's not the way I would choose. It wouldn't be my preference. It's not what I grew up with. It's not what I particularly like, but it's not about me. It's about God. What is the best way we can pull the people of God together to hear the word of God, to pray, to worship, and, and to have an experience and leave safely? Because the last thing I want to have happen is what I had, what, the, the st story I heard earlier this week from another pastor, an Assembly of God pastor who's one of our presbyters here in Indiana. He shared with us, he pastors a church uh, about the size of Souls Harbor, I think, maybe maybe a little bit smaller even up in the northeast part of the state. And he had the he had COVID um, breakout in his church. He has eleven members that came down with the virus. He was one of them. He has had two of those eleven pass away from the virus. He told the story of um, being on his way to the preach the funeral of the first man who had it. And on the way to the funeral, he got the phone call that his mom had passed away. 
and he had to go and preach the funeral and turn around and go back and make arrangements for his mom. And, and don't, we've been blessed in, a, in Indiana. We've not seen huge numbers of this happen, but don't, let, let's not minimize this. Let's not play with this. Not, let's not treat this like it's nothing. Um, we do not want this to break out within our church family. We do not want to be responsible for giving it to somebody who turns around and takes it to their elderly parents. We do not want to do that. And you say, Pastor Barry, where's your faith? Well, my faith is we're going to use wisdom and common sense, and God is going to cover and protect because we use wisdom and common sense. And if there is a moment where something happens that despite all precautions, uh, we, 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 we couldn't avoid. I believe God will step in, and that is my faith. I have that faith. I am praying that way. I pray over you every day for that reason, but please hear me on this. We are going to use wisdom and common sense, and yes, it will mean, it will mean things differently. Um, so May 24th, one-hour service or services. We'll let you know how that's going to happen. We'll get you the times and all of that as well. No cove, no nursery, no child care. We are going to continue to have a Facebook Live service. So May 24th, and, and really uh, for the foreseeable future forward, we are going to continue to offer Facebook Live services. Times may change a little bit. But we are going to continue to do that. It serves a, a valuable purpose. And for many of you that are not, are not safe yet to come back, uh, that will give us the avenue to stay connected with you and continue to share the Word of God with you. We are not going to start Wednesdays on May 24th. Wednesdays are going to continue to be suspended. We are going to continue to have our Facebook Live Bible studies like we do right now at 6.30 every Wednesday. Uh, we're going to continue to go through that process. And we're going to continue to have our Tuesday prayer meetings as well. So those things as they are now are going to stay in place. And we're going to step into this slowly. We're going to step into this safely. We're going to step in, into this in a way where we protect everybody and we care for our neighbors as ourselves. And we are also going to work on utilizing this moment in time to, to uh, look at are there things that it makes sense to do differently to make us more effectively of what we've always been about, and that's reaching, teaching, and, and, and training people for the kingdom of God. So there's going to be other things that I will be sharing in, in, in time ahead. And uh, I, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I believe knowing you, that you all will get this and be supportive of this. Please don't be the uh, armchair quarterbacks. Um, there's 50 ways we could do any of this. Uh, I can't even tell you that everything we do will be the best way, but I can tell you it will be bathed in prayer. And if you know me, you can, you can rest assured a lot of thought and, and, and conversation. And uh, we are going to do our best to open in a way that brings glory to the kingdom of God and grows the kingdom of God. So I hope that answers some questions. Maybe it brings some others up as well. Um, and we'll be sharing some more things. And listen, if you have questions at any point, you're certainly welcome to call, uh, to reach out on Facebook, to send us a text, let us know. Let me, um, let me do this. A couple things, and we're going to bring this to a close this morning. It's almost 11 o'clock. We've gone 45 minutes. And um, we are... Say, Pastor Barry, you cannot make a service happen in one hour and still have worship. Um, listen to me. I love you. Don't take that bet. It won't be a good one. You know why? Because God makes all things possible, right? 
I'm going to have to tighten sermons, and we're going to have to get to the point, and we are going to worship God, and we are going to have some great times in the presence of God, and we're going to make it work in an hour, for at least for the foreseeable future. Hey, let's do two things. I've got some announcements, and I want to pray this morning for our prayer needs. So let's, let's pray first, and then I'll share these last pieces of information about Mother's Day and upcoming things. We want to pray this morning for a cousin that is in the hospital. Uh, dealing with some heart issues this morning and being tested for COVID. And we have one of our, our church members has a sister and a niece that does have COVID right now. And uh, we want to pray for them as well. And I'm sure a number of the rest of you out there have some prayer needs. If you send them in after service or any time, we will get them out to the prayer team this week and they will be praying over those needs. So let's take a moment and let's pray. Father, we do pray this morning. For these uh, individuals, we pray for the sister and this niece. We ask you to touch them. Uh, God, you are the great healer and there's nothing you can't do. So our, our prayer starts here. Father, touch their bodies and we ask you to heal them. We ask you, God, to give wisdom to the doctors, make the medications effective. And beyond that, we ask you to step in, God, today and do the supernatural. Touch the lungs, touch the bodies Heal them of this virus. Let this virus cause this virus to leave them, Father. We ask it today in Jesus' name. And we pray this morning also for this cousin that's in the hospital dealing with heart issues and possibly COVID. And we pray again, Lord, touch this cousin. Touch them, Lord. God, we ask you to strengthen and to heal them. We pray that you would be with them. We pray that you would bless them. We pray that you would strengthen them. We pray, God, that the results will come back and there will be no COVID-19 in their bodies. We're asking that in Jesus' name today. And God, now I, I take a moment and pray over all three of these this. Um wherever the condition of their heart is, wherever their relationship with you is, God, I pray, use this moment in time to draw them to you and help them to feel the love of God. I pray if they aren't walking in right relationship with you, let this be a moment in their life where they think about eternal things and they turn their hearts to Jesus Christ and ask you to be the savior of their soul. Father, I ask it today in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, let me make a couple of announcements and we're going to let you go this morning. I hope to see you guys all back on Tuesday, 7 o'clock for our short prayer time together. And then Wednesday as we continue on with our study in Daniel's prophecies. Wednesdays are at 630. Uh, just want to make a couple of announcements. We had last week, we had our virtual scavenger hunt that Ruthie, Pastor Ruthie put together. And uh, we had several people actually found all of the items. She said afterwards, she says, man, next time I'm going to have to make that harder. Uh, I, think, I think the Mayer family actually had it posted like in 30 minutes or less, something, something like that. They were on it. But we actually had, I believe, four people found all of the items. And I had said last week it wasn't about getting it there the fastest. So what we ended up doing was we had a drawing out of those in first place um, and the winner of the drawing ended up being the Thompsons. Uh, their name was drawn, randomly drawn. Okay, there was no gimmicking here, all right? Uh, actually, Ruthie said, here, you've got to draw this. I'm not going to do it. So I drew the name, and we want to congratulate the Thompsons on the uh, virtual scavenger hunt win. They've got a $10 Amazon card. And uh, next Sunday is Mother's Day, as I think you all know. And uh, we will be dropping off on Saturday, similar to what we did on Easter. We will be dropping off on Saturday care packages for all of our moms and our ladies 
in the church. I'm not exactly sure on the time yet. We'll get that confirmed. Uh, I suspect it'll be morning sometime, but we've got a gift in there for you. We've got some special things in there for you just to say, moms and ladies in our church, we love you. We appreciate you. We wish you could be here with us. We really do. Um, but it just is it is just more practical and better and safer if we are if we don't do that this week. So we'll be dropping that off next week. And Ruthie is getting all excited about the game idea. So we have got another contest coming your way. And this will be, uh, it's called the Mother's Day Sign Contest. And this is the way this works. Now listen, this is for anybody of any age. You don't have to be a kid to do this. Adults, you can do this as well. But what you have to do is make a sign and then take a picture of it and you and your mom on Mother's Day. Now you say, Pastor Barry, I can't get to my mom, and I get that. I can't get to my mom right now either because she's in assisted living and they're not letting guests in. So if you happen to be in that situation, we will give you the freedom to even be creative about how you pull together that picture. But uh, we want you to post those pictures on Mother's Day, and what's going to happen then, any any age can participate. Uh, Whoever has the most creative uh, photo is going to win the contest and whoever wins will get a flower and a hanging basket that we will have delivered to you. Uh, So we would love to have you guys participate. You guys have been doing a great job of being involved in this and thank you for that. Keep doing it. Find something, uh, something fun. Make it fun and make it a special moment for your mom and, and, and for your family, okay? Hey, listen, I'm going to let you go. We're just a few minutes after 11 this morning. I love you. Um, you guys are the best. I'm looking at my, my comments right here, right now, uh, to see who all we've got out there. I only have a handful on my screen, and I think I've said hi to everybody. Dennis, I don't know if I said hi to you this morning, but if I didn't, good morning, Dennis. It's good to see you today as well. And uh, Sam's out there. I don't think I said hi to him. And Jessica, maybe I didn't speak to any of you. I don't know. Anyway, love you guys. Love all you guys. Appreciate you. Have a great week. Hey, come back and be with us uh, for prayer at 7 o'clock on, on Tuesday. It lasts usually about 15, 20 minutes, something like that. We try not to make it long drawn out. Love to have you be there. And we'll be sharing more about next steps for the church. And uh, you guys keep doing what I've been asking you to do. Love one another, pray for one another. Listen, in your neighborhood, take care of your neighbors, love your neighbors, and uh, stay safe out there. God bless you, and uh, I will see you soon. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you're looking for a church home or are interested in what God is doing through Souls Harbor, visit us at www.soulsharborag.com. If you have an encouraging story of what God has done in your life through these podcasts, please share it with us at sharbor@indy.rr.com.